Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So, I couldn't fix the sound, but I fixed it a little bit. At least I traveled with a backup plan. Unlike you, Terry, where you had to hold your microphone like a news reporter for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) The Beavers have won the game. That had no effect on the audio. Yes, it did. You were like moving in and out the whole time. Not when I was speaking. Oh, did, did you tune in from Hawaii just to complain, you spoiled fuck, without a shirt on? <laughs> you have one chain and zero shirts, and you're talking shit. You made us record a day and another hour and a half late. What, what, what else can Benny and I do for you right now? <laughs> the second episode of the Belligerent Beef Podcast. Welcome, listeners. We're heated right now because the Oregon State baseball season is over, and I was about to complain about the intro we just recorded that got ruined, but now this is more appropriate because we're all <laughs> mad. we're all yelling at each other, and it's going to become a passion of love again very quickly here. Uh, but hey, the baseball season's over. We're not going to Omaha. Half the SEC is, but we're not. So <laughs> your gripes, your uh, fucking your rants your anger all has well is all welcome here your gripes and your grapes because i'm drinking a shitload of wine right now nice there i don't care how many mai tais jp has had on Kawhi leonard island today oh i've had none today oh i know but it is still early there yeah it's only five o'clock fuck you it's already past <laughs> my bedtime and you made it even past my bedtime <laughs> So you could have quality dad pool time. I know. It was great. Hey, that's important. Yeah. It was fun. The pool here is just amazing. And I just had, wanted to have a good time. I played 18 holes at uh, Princeville Mackay. That's why I got this cool dope hat. That is a dope hat. And that sounds like a really fancy golf course. It was beyond fancy, let me tell you. I wish you had bought a shirt and not a hat and that you were wearing that shirt. <laughs> I like your shirt. I like your shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing one of my our new Chopham Pride shirts. Oh, nice. Yeah. You can cop one of these bad boys at belligerentbeeves.com slash merch. You can also buy it and then not wear it and go shirtless like JP is doing right uh-huh. now. And yeah. that's how you make it relatable to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> clothes for the clothes and clothes for the nude. We cover every base and uh, uncover every base. That's important. The yeah, uncover part. Podcast. That was a great analogy. Yeah. But we don't leave runners on base like our favorite baseball team did a lot of this uh, this postseason. Too much of. <laughs> no hate. But that, let's, let's be real. That's the reason why we're here and not recording an emergency episode after a euphoric win drunk as shit. That would have been fun. That's what I'm most uh, disappointed about. But It was so weird watching the game yesterday because it started at 1.30 my time. Mm. And it, uh, J- JP is in Hawaii. If we haven't uh, discovered, <laughs> covered that for you. JP is in Kauai, not working, just chilling, not wearing a shirt. Yeah, golfing, drinking mai tais, drinking beers, 
swimming in the ocean in the pools not speaking into a working microphone all, all kinds of things but <laughs> so jp's in hawaii now we're up to speed jp please continue i forgot what i was saying Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was, remember. Yeah. The game was, was weird because we gave up two hits and four runs. Fuck. Yeah, that was weird too. I I will admit that. But it was even more weird watching it. I I I don't get it. I mean, it's almost easier I think being an East Coaster watching the game like that, especially because it would have been like what seven thirty. It would have been a great time. However, one thirty, one thirty, dude. It was so weird. It was like the like beyond strange for me. Well. It must be a weird time to start a baseball game because isn't that what time Stanford started their game? Like Stanford time and there was no one there? Yeah. 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 It's a weird time of the day. No one goes to Stanford events at all, no matter what event it is. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. It seemed like it. That is one thing we can take solace in. Goss was everyone. Everyone who went to Goss. Yeah. Especially the nuns. Shout yeah, out the nuns. Out the I'm not sure if that's our like our our sister Jean, whatever. But yeah, why uh, were they there? Sisters. I think Pat Casey's a pretty devout Catholic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was he was calling in some favors, or that was the rumor on Twitter. Ah. Okay. Well. Didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> they should. They should have had uh, Whoopi Goldberg there as Sister Mary Clarence from Sister Act and Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit. Ooh, Sister Act Two is still in North Hill. Beach, or maybe Sister and Act Lauren, is still in North Beach. If If Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill were there, I think Oregon State would have won, and that's what everyone's saying on Twitter. I saw that too. They all yep. agree with me. Yeah. Next year, uh, I I will mm. say Sister Act Two: Back in the Habit is one of the few very clear sequels that is obviously better than the original yep it doesn't happen often it doesn't happen often no no they filmed so much of that in san francisco it was cool yeah i think they filmed most of both movies in san francisco if i'm not mistaken that's where that yeah that's where it was based out of right or like it was supposed to be yeah yeah jp please play five seconds of joyful joyful preferably from the sister act soundtrack <laughs> anyway, we'll get into the baseball loss. We've got some uh, good positive football news yeah, and, and very to get into. Um, also on the uh, positive front, uh, Gary Payton the second is one win away from being an NBA Finals champion. And regardless of how you feel about our co-host JP Bertram and his lack of a shirt right now, you probably love Gary Payton II if you're listening to this podcast and want want him to be an NBA champion. JP is already a three-time NBA champion. Um, All my own. If, if, if he if he gets a fourth, that means Gary gets his first. So that's what we're hoping for on this podcast. Here's, we are officially here's a- Warrior fanboys, all three of us. Here's a, a question for you guys, and I don't know the answer, oh. but uh, is this Betty's bonus belligerence? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a it's a it's a little little segment of Benny's bonus belligerence. Has there been an Oregon State men's basketball player that's won a championship with a team outside of the state of California? Yes. Yeah. Who? Gary Payne. Er- Eric Moreland. Eric Moreland won with Toronto. Beat us. Yeah. Oh. Brett, Brett oh, Barry. Shit. Brett. Barry. Can can we cut this from the? 
I didn't know. <laughs> hey, the more you know, the more you know. This I just important. was asking you, a did question. Did you assume that AC Green was the only one <laughs> with the yeah. Lakers? <laughs> yeah, I did. You want to laugh about it more, Terry? Gary Payton won one with the Heat, but he also won with the Lakers. He did one with I, the I don't think He didn't win one with the Lakers. That Lakers. Oh, no, yeah, they lost, but they, he played in the finals with them. Yeah. Yeah. They lost. And yes, I was thinking only of AC Green. Shout out AC Green's basketball camp because it was the dopest basketball <laughs> camp when I was a little kid. We learned about basketball and abstinence. Nice. Yeah. That's like uh And you suck I... at both of those things, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Resist. I'm sorry. Uh, you weren't that bad at basketball. <laughs> no comment on the rest of that statement. Terry, are you you're sitting here drinking wine? Good. Is it? Are you this drinking wine? Oh man, I, I was I, like, I, is I, that a big gulp? You're drinking wine out of a I'm big. I'm drinking gulp? wine and water. I've had a little bit too much wine already because we're recording an hour later than we thought. So I was drinking wine and watching Hustle while uh, waiting for this to start. Ooh, nice. I started watching that too. It's so, a good movie. Yeah, I was. I haven't pool. got. I haven't gotten to the Anthony Edwards scenes yet, but I saw some of them on uh, on Twitter. Mm. That's that's my NBA championship. Is Anthony <laughs> Edwards being funny for a hundred twenty seconds in a Netflix movie? Oh, <laughs> nice. Mine's uh, just uh, a million trade rumors about Damian Lillard playing somewhere outside of my favorite team. Nice. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's fun. This is why we're cheering for the Warriors. So you can't yeah. be mean to us, JP. I'm not mean to you guys. I You're not allowed to be mean to anyone without a shirt on. That's that's yeah. that's a rule. You're very vulnerable right now. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like I feel I feel for both of you uh, with your with your basketball teams, especially because you're just like always almost not there. Yeah, it's almost better now that the Blazers are just terrible because yeah, I can stop watching really early Team? in the season. Yeah. I don't get emotionally invested like I did last night. It hurts less. Oh, last night did hurt. But last yeah. night it was it hurt more because of the that just I just felt like we had to come back. It was happening. Like of I course it's gonna happen. Way. Like it was like, oh shit, you know. And then it was like really like, oh shit, shit. But then it was like, of course, yeah, we're coming back. But then it was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh exactly. shit. And then it was uh, like, ah, oh, no, oh, shit. No, shit. Oh, 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 shit, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, and then, then it was just literally just like, ah, oh, shit. Right. And now we're here, and we don't know shit about fuck. No. And it's like, really, oh, shit. Yeah. So are we done podcasting forever? Is this the forever? Thing? No. <laughs> I, I do think we should take a one-week break after this episode comes up, but then we'll, we'll be back with some hardcore summer programming. Yeah. Like. And by that, I mean the only way – to drown your sorrows of a, of a baseball season coming up short is to, to shed that anxiety and not build up any false hope at all and spend three months overthinking football season, baby. <laughs> 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 and we'll do a little bit of that, but we, we've got some guests coming in. We've, we've got some creativity happening. Um, it's going to be a fun summer, and we're, we're going to be here potting uh like i said we're gonna take one week one week break just to recollect maybe benny and i will join jp in hawaii 
uh, I don't I don't recall being invited, but Benny, I'm inviting you to come to Hawaii with me. Yeah, it will be cheaper than tickets to Omaha. Yeah, I, I, Omaha is the most expensive place in the world to travel to right now. Dude, yeah. I don't want to make this like a political thing or anything, but the gas prices are so gnarly that my dad compared he, – he filled up his gas tank a week ago in California, right? Of course, there are the prices are already pretty high there. And then right. like within like 10 minutes, got an email from Alaska Airlines about one-way trips to Hawaii, and the one-way flight to Hawaii was $10 more – than filling up his gas tank of his car. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what airlines are doing, but I was. Uh, That's not Yuri, political. That's just a fact. Yuri, mm-hmm. Yuri was looking at tickets because the Seahawks are playing in Germany this year, and she was looking at tickets to Germany, and they were less expensive than tickets to Omaha uh, from <laughs> Seattle. I don't know how that works, but it's a fact. Omaha, Germany. <sighs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> o- Omahamburg. <laughs> I think that's where uh, the the first match of uh, Euros 2024 is taking place. So, Benny, keep 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 that on the on the bookmark page. There you go. Anyway, well, it was a great baseball season. It was a lot. It of- was. And I want to thank the it Beaver was. fam and all the belligerent Beavs listeners. Uh, and I want to thank. Uh, guys like Mark Garland and Carter Baines and Nick Daschle and everyone who just poured uh, you know a ton of energy into covering uh, baseball season this year. Every year it feels like there's more and more content out there, which is great. You know that's what we want to see, and it's just a, a lot of fun. So thank you, thank you, gentlemen, for creating more awesome stuff for uh, the Beaver fam to interact with. It did not go unnoticed. So. Prop, props yeah. to you all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, props to Mitchie Slick, Double Ones, O-State Ballas. JP, please play five seconds of O-State Ballas. Whichever version you prefer. I'll dealer's choice on that one. So far ahead, all you see is our backs. Throwing facts, busting tracks, ain't no tax, we're slacks. And yeah, just a, another <laughs> another season. Come and gone. Lots of great memories, but hey. They, they can't all be winners, and I'll, I'll still look back on this group fondly. Agreed. It was a fun team to watch. Um, and and even though they didn't make it to Omaha, the the shit that happened to, with Cooper Jerpy and the curtain call, that was, that that was, was a special dumb. moment. And I think that's, uh, that's something that, that the people that were at Goss and Cooper and the rest of the team will remember for a really long time. So no, but that was nice to see. I, I want to take a different spin on this because – I am disappointed they didn't make it. I, I mean, the season was great. And like, But to be honest, and, I, and I've been trying to enjoy every single second of this ride. Please take the wet blanket label from me. I will. I never wanted it. I was just being realistic. <laughs> I, Records I, stand for a reason, but please take it from me, Jim. No, I mean, like, I just thought that they were, gonna, they were destined to go. I mean, as the season progressed, it was like, yeah, we will be there. We'll be one of the eight remaining teams. I know it is hard to do. Look at the results of the top ten teams currently and who's made it to omaha anyways like that is not really how you'd anticipate the super regional rounds or regional rounds going and for us though i just as a fan i was ignoring those kind of possibilities and just considered us a lock and i should have known otherwise because to be honest like three quarters way through the season we were a lock if we were playing the way we were playing then we were a lock yeah. That Oregon sweep, we were a lock. After that, 
I should have seen the writing on the wall. We just yeah. didn't have enough killer instinct, offensively especially, to to just drown opponents. We just couldn't do it. And and that's what you need yeah. to do in these games. You just need to like rip the soul out of your opponent and like retain momentum for as long as possible. And so I'm bummed. I'm bummed. And I, I, I think we should have done it. I think this team had a great season, and they were really fun to watch, and there was some incredible storylines. And we mm-hmm. have a note here, the future is very bright with this squad. But this is a disappointment. This is yeah. a disappointment. I, I, I agree with you, and I, I share the sentiment that I think one thing um, that, that I do think it's important to to keep line of sight into is uh, that that we are spoiled in Corvallis. So it's good that a disappointment is getting knocked out of the super regional uh, round, but it is a disappointment. And I agree with you. I, I, this is my take off of it. And uh, you guys watch much more baseball and have historically. So feel free to correct me if, if you think I'm wrong here, but um, it seemed like uh, Mitch Canham was able to coach this team really well from a high level view. Um, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter share the same sentiment in one way or another that um, during the game, you saw like when Pat Casey was a coach, you saw him going up and being like, Hey, you, you're bunting, like you're bunting this, you're going to get, and he always had the right answer and put the right players in the right positions and utilize the players the right way. The team had a ton of talent, but it seemed like that part of the coaching may have been missing. And I think that's something that Mitch gets, gets better at over the years. Um, uh, And so that's, that was sort of my takeaway, but it is really frustrating when you have someone like uh, that has a talent of, uh, Jacob Melton and Cooper Jerpy and um, and you end up sitting at home when the rest of the teams are playing in Omaha. It feels like you really should have been there with, with the talent you had on this team. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. And I, I think it's actually a little bit more than what you're saying about just like, you know, putting the guys in the right place at the right time. I think some of this does come down to you do have to come down hard on guys sometime when they're when they're underperforming. Yeah. And I think slumps happen, right, as hitters or pitchers. But the, the, but the things you cannot screw up are defense. And this team had a yes. lot of gaffes on defense this year, especially mm-hmm. late in the season. And that's coaching. I mean, you mm-hmm. like that, that's, that's what it, all it can be. Um, and so I, I, I have to just chalk it up to the fact that this staff and obviously Mitch are super young in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're all very young. So, I feel like it's all been a good learning ex- experience. And, like, not to mention, like, most people really didn't have us going this far unless, you know, you were us or you were Mike Rooney. So, and maybe some other, the Beaver fam. Uh, I, I, I have to say, like, these guys, they definitely pushed the envelope this year. They maybe overperformed from the preseason expectations. They yeah. underperformed as a staff in a lot of ways especially around making sure to get the most out of every guy and how, setting them up for success defensively. But there's a ton of positives to take away and, and, and to ride into future seasons for sure. Absolutely. One, one thing that I thought was interesting in last night's game uh, or the, the Monday night game um, was the, the batting order change where he brought uh, Bazana up uh, and he put uh, who who did he put down? Was it uh, Gretler? Yeah. 
Gretler and I think Logan Gilbert. Um, he he knocked those guys down, and then the and then the bottom of the order. So the seven, eight, nine hitters went. Uh, it was like one for twelve or one for eleven at the end of the game, and you have ten runners left in uh, on the base path, and it's like. I see why he did that to move all of the, you know, the power to the top of the order. Um, but I, I think that that hurt us. So it's, it, it is small little coaching things like that, that I think um, those get sort of weeded out and tweaked as this coaching staff develops and matures. Um, but w- one other positive, I think that we can take away from this is uh, as you mentioned before, Goss was absolutely lit. Um, and and I think that if you're a high school baseball player and you're considering going to college um, even a little bit and you're watching that game, Oregon State has to shoot to the top of your list. Um, that just looked like a fun environment. Uh, I watched a lot of uh, college baseball uh, over the last couple of weekends and and some of the SEC environments, which are raved about, I, I felt paled in comparison to what we saw in Corvallis. It was really incredible what we saw. The fans came out, they were loud. Um, and so I, I think that really bodes well for the future for us too. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm, very, I'm very happy with everything I saw this year. I think there's a lot to be excited about. Justin Boyd, very excited. Garrett Forrester, even more excited. Yep. Ryan Brown, pitching his ass off towards the end of Ooh. the year. The, yes. the very likeness of the Goss got him to you. Uh, even next year, uh, guy we missed all year because of injury, Tyree Reed. Let's not forget about the viral video of him throwing a fucking baseball to the moon that we oh, saw. Oh yeah, that's right. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lots of lots of other guys too, and uh, new commits. And uh, I think Mitch and his, uh, will keep growing as a manager, and the rest of the staff will keep growing around him. That's right. And He'll keep growing as a Pat Basie head. Pat Casey head baseball. Pat, coach. Ba- Pat, ba- I haven't had any of my ties, but Pat. <laughs> Count, uh, Do you count, say it? You say Pat count, Casey, head baseball coach. That's the a count. Twister. The Count Basie, head baseball coach. JP, please play five seconds of any Count Basie song. <laughs> <laughs> the Pat Casey, head baseball coach. That is a. It is a tongue twister. You are. Yeah, right. he's not a manager, so just setting the facts. It is weird. Bring up a good um, point, though. The team is young as hell. And you failed to mention uh, one of uh, well, you 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 did mention one of the uh, freshman All Americans, but you failed to mention the other, the noisest member of the of the uh, freshman All Americans, Travis Pizana, the boy from Sydney. Yes, I'm right, Mr. Knifey Spoony himself. That's right. Shout out Mr. Bazana. And shout out Gary Bazana for being our biggest fan on social media. From the the continent of Australia. Thank you. Yeah. Our our Australian (laughs) listeners are our favorites. We're not supposed to play favorites, but here we are. Yeah. That's right. Um, So cheers, guys. Cheers. We're supposed to say what we're drinking before we cheers. Well, we could cheers and then talk about it. So fucking lewd then, boys. Slancha. <laughs> I don't know what you say in Hawaii, but maybe cheers. Cheers. Aloha. <laughs> Mahalo or one of, one of those. Aloha, yeah. probably. Yeah. Anywho, I'm drinking red wine. Who's next? <laughs> I'm drinking uh, coffee because I had too many coffee. Fosters last night. Holy Fosters Co- last Co- night. It's coffee. <laughs> it is from Hawaii, though. So uh, 
kind of a full circle. I'll have a cup yes. of coffee. Beer it is. Coffee. <laughs> beer. Coffee. <laughs> beer. C-E-O-B-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
man. And it really felt like we were relying heavily. I mean, we relied heavily off Boyd and in uh, the, the uh, Pac-12 tournament, I felt like we relied heavily off Forrester. Um, I'm sorry. Like, Melton has had to have stepped up and, and that's really where, where our, uh, where we're going to like live or die by. Um, and Melton did have some clutch hits for sure, but, uh, Sonny Deshera played like he was the sec player of the year. Um, and, and slumps happen. So I'm not, not putting blame on it. It, it, but it's the truth. I think that, uh, if we were going to set a chance, Melton just had to play better, um, but the players that did really carry us are, are going to be back next year, I think, with the exception of, of Jerpian. And I, and I do think that that's slightly unfair of me to say that Melton didn't carry us. He did uh, to a certain extent. He just wasn't clearly the best uh, offensive player on the team uh, where he was all season long. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and he's gone, guys. I mean, I, I know it's pretty oh, for expected, sure. but, you know, he he's tweeted, this, he tweeted yeah. this morning about that. Uh, thanking Beaver Nation for an incredible three years. And uh, there's, there Which, was... Yeah, get get that bag, dog. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, I'm not hoping that he... I'm not saying he should stay. I'm hoping that he should stay. But I know that uh, there's nothing else for him to prove, especially in the eyes of MLB scouts. Um, but this was, a, this was a very uncryptic but non-direct yeah. tweet where he just pretty much said, we came up short, but... And there was no but we'll get back next year. It was but like, the amount of love and brotherhood within this team will be special forever. So yep. yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Right. Yeah. I, absolutely. I hope I hope he gets picked in the first round. Last couple of mocks I looked at had him more in the like comp pick range, like forty to fifty, with uh, I think Jerpy has really improved his stock over the tournament. Yeah. So I'd expect to see Jerpy in the top twenty five. And I really really hope to see both their names. Uh, go go early in uh, in the draft in July. Um, so thanks to both of them. Also, uh, Mitchell Verberg, six years in the program. He's gone. Uh, I think Reed Sebi's also out of uh, eligibility. Um, thank you both for <laughs> the uh, the service and, and and the arm strength that that you've provided uh, this this team with over the years. Um, definitely were huge factors in this season uh, as well. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the nature of the beast. Good, good players are going to leave and you just gotta <clears throat> re up and yeah. reload and get back at it. And like we mentioned, uh, Ryan Brown, Travis Bazana, a couple freshmen, all, for, yeah, freshmen, all Americans, uh, with, you know, guys who missed time of injury, other promising guys coming into those roles and more recruits coming. So I'm not fucking worried. You, you guys don't think that, uh, Boyd or Forrester would, consider leaving early for the draft do you they're they're pretty sure shot to come back next year mm, yeah i mean they, they could get drafted yeah right, right. they're three what, years they're three years uh, in of are both of them three play. years off yeah then yeah right. it, would, it would just depend on where they get picked up right? yeah but i don't yeah. see it. i mean I, I feel like their stock could get a lot higher getting a couple more seasons in at least one more season in yeah. yeah, I think that both of them would have a, a relatively decent shot at being uh, the Pac-12 player of the year next year uh, with the way that they played this postseason. They both really baseball's really so well. funky though. Like, I mean, you could be a six-round pick and just fit mm -hmm. in like, on a fast-track system where they're like we're shallow at your position. Yeah. So we've got you climbing the ranks. If you're batting, 
if you're a hitter and you're batting like 280, you, you know, in low A, well, we're moving you to double A. Like we just right. we need you on the fast track to get to the majors. So it's all situational and every single system is so different. So it's really hard to say. Um, yeah. It, who knows? I mean, I definitely, Jerpy and Melon are locks to, to get drafted and it'd be lucrative enough to go no matter what the system's depth looks like. But there could be guys who go late and be like, I'm going to take this because I'll, I'll, I'll climb fast versus like get a payday up front. Right. Yep. Well, it'd be fun to see what, what sort of uh, product uh, Mitch and, and co can bring on to the field next year. I, I think that uh, it's pretty safe to say that the expectation will be that we make it uh, at least as far, if not to Omaha next year. I hope so. Me too. Yeah, I'm already booking my hotel and my flight now because of how expensive it is right now. (laughs) (laughs) See you there in 2023, Beaver baseball fans. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, um, before we get too further in the podcast, it feels uh, sad to do this because it's a baseball theme thing, but we do... Need to shout out our friends at Seamheaded um, and mention that this 52nd episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast is brought to you by our friends at Seamheaded. Beaver fam, the summer is here. Baseball season, college baseball season is over, but the Major League Baseball season is in full swing. And you're not ready for your hot beef summer until you visit Seamheaded.com. Seamheaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. If you believe that baseball is more than a game, but a way of life, a sad way of life right now, then Seamheaded's still the brand for you, because baseball is more than a game. And Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts. And it now has an all-new collection inspired by and for belligerent Beavs listeners. That's right. The soon-to-be four-time national championship call was a bit premature, but your three-time national championship Oregon State baseball team and the podcast that's crazy about them has their own line of seam-headed shirts. They've got the hashtag Chop'em Tee, the Belligerent Beefs Shirzy, the Super Dope Corvallis Map Home Plate Tee. That's a lot of words and a lot of style, too. A lot of drip, drip, drip. And much, much more available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, because we like you, you get 31% off on all seam-headed Belligerent Beefs products when you use the promo code CHOPEM at checkout. So hit up seamhead.com today to get 31% off the Belligerent Beefs collection when you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout for the noisest discount in the game thank you seamheaded for supporting us this great baseball season chop them football and positivity yay Yay. optimism you know who loves to complain about jonathan smith and recruiting and jonathan smith recruiting it seems to be every fucking oregon state football fan on twitter but (laughs) what i say to those naysayers, what I say, nay, <laughs> because Aiden fucking Childs, top twenty six quarterback in the country, Downey California's own, is a fucking beef baby. You've all been waiting for the blockbuster Jonathan Smith quarterback recruiting bombshell. 
here it is in the mobile dual threat baller from Downey, California, who holds scholarship offers from all of our Northwest rivals, yep. of other schools, only played six games as a junior and got his way all his name all the way up to the number 26 quarterback in the country. I'm expecting that to go way up this year. Me Aiden too. Childs, this dropped over the weekend. How do you guys feel about it? I'm feeling really, really good about it. Um, I, I think obviously you can look at anyone's highlight tape uh, that is pieced and put together by you know their moms in many cases. It, it's going to look good. Um, what really got me uh, was hearing what other uh, like commentators and coaches and people really in the know with high school football and recruiting uh, were saying. Um, and you had a lot of people saying that Oregon state ha- got a really good catch with this. Uh, they, they have a player that I think the sentiment is very similar to what you said, Terry, that they expect his stock to go way up. Um, I mean, <laughs> the fact that he played six games and he's, he's in the, uh, you know, top 25 in terms of quarterbacks says a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I think that, uh, Oregon state has always sort of looked for uh, under Jonathan Smith has, has tried to look for that mobile quarterback, whether it's Jebbia, uh, or Nolan. Um, and I think that they have some abilities there. Um, child seems to have a significantly more mobility than either of them. So I think that that's going to be a really fun caveat to, to Jonathan Smith's offense. Um, and the guy has a fucking cannon and he can put the ball on a dime. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this could potentially be a really special get for Oregon state. Yeah. Lindgren is foaming at the mouth to get going yes. with child. Are you kidding me? Like, like you said, they, and they, they try to to scheme around their quarterbacks to get them to be moving and using their legs. And like early last season, we saw that with Nolan a lot. And it was actually yeah. really successful for allowing him to be able to throw the ball a little, you know, deeper downfield than he than he normally does. And not very deep because he doesn't have a, a great deep ball. But the 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 run was opening that up for him. And when that stopped happening, mostly I think because they were trying to be like we can't risk you going down, then yeah. everything closed up for him. And I think that that's what the, what Smith and Lindgren are looking to get is a quarterback like Childs and like the dude's a beast. Like, like you said, he, I mean, he, he obviously can throw the ball. He can run. Uh, he, he grew like eight inches in like a year. <laughs> he's still <laughs> growing. He's six foot four and he's still growing. So he could be like a tall athletic quarterback with, with, uh, with some speed. So I love the, the, the caveat I love is that uh, after Oregon state sent the offer over, like immediately the ducks tried to, to jump in as well. And uh, yep. they, you know, it, it, of course, you know, they want to play second fiddle. That's fine for me, but uh, you know, he picked the right program and it's going to be really exciting to watch what he does when he gets on campus. I know, I think he's intending to wrap up early after next you know, his senior year, he's trying to enroll early to Oregon State. So he should get the reps. He should get familiar with the playbook. And I think that the coaching staff is going to give him the reins and just let him take it from freshman year onward. Oh, that would be so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when have we had a truly mobile quarterback? 
Tim Alexander. Seth Collins. <laughs> Seth Collins is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, um, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, my guy Lyle could move it. And he made a lot of plays with his legs and it was really exciting. But I don't think anyone was mistaking him for Michael Vick out there. This is, a, I think, the first truly mobile quarterback as a recruit who also has the passing pedigree and has the recruitment pedigree uh, that's chosen the Beavs in a, in a really long time. So it is, it's really exciting. And obviously there, it's a, a long amount of time between now and when this dude takes a snap under center as a starting quarterback for the Beavs. I do hope that's the future we're headed towards. But, hey, we got to take this win as we're getting it. It's a nice step for, for Jonathan Smith. It's a good feather in his recruiting cap uh, to be able to – go on the same recruiting trail as, you know, rivals with a, a bigger budget and a higher pedigree and to, to come away with that signature. So prop, props to you, coach. That's that's a bit, that's a big get this time of year. And one thing I want to say is, like, it's a bigger get than most of these publications are saying now because there were a lot of publications talking about Aiden as a four-star until he committed to Oregon State, and now everywhere you read it says three-star quarterback. The dude is a four-star. Yeah, he is a four-star quarterback, and it's going to make every single publication labeling him as a three-star look so damn foolish. Yeah, I can't wait. Yep. It, it, one thing that I would add too is like. I think you've seen where the coaching staff um, is, is going in terms of recruiting for wide receivers, right? Like we don't have the tall, you know, big target guy that you can throw a bomb to. Um, <clears throat> and instead we're getting these, uh, you know, smaller, but really quick guys. And those type of receivers bode so much uh, better for a quarterback who can scoot around a little bit, yeah. buy a little bit more time. Um, I, I mean, it's going to open up some really big play opportunities. Any for sort of speed on the field, all over the field, uh, like increases separation over time, right? And so if you can just sure. keep the play alive, like you're going to find a receiver, no matter how big they are, if they can just yeah. get a tiny window. Uh, and like speaking of that, we also in the same time, of course, you know, landed a three-star wide receiver, David Wells Jr. And what's hilarious yeah. about that is the entire Super Regional. I was trying to think who is a comp for Sonny D. Who is a comp? And it's David Wells. <laughs> oh, a different David Wells. Yes, not David Wells Jr. <laughs> David, David Wells. Wells who, David Wells. The David Wells who threw a no hitter against the Twins while he was drunk, and then yes. drank about being drunk while doing it. Yes, that David Wells. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not wrong. That's the goatee. Yeah. The the cosmos are are there. So, yeah. Wow. That David Wells would d most certainly not be a three star receiver. No. <laughs> 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 what would Sonny D be if if Sonny DeShera played football? Where would he play? Ooh, quarterback. <laughs> I, I, hot, hot take, fullback. Fullback. Yeah, I like that. He'd be, he'd be like number ninety six. Yeah, right. Number, with the crop top <laughs> uni and rolling in just for the goal line stance, like feed it to Sonny yeah. D. Nine carries with somehow 11 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, even though I know Aiden's not playing for us this year, that it just got the the football uh, 
the, the football genes in me all, all nice and nice and perky. I was like looking at the schedule today, like getting ready for Boise State on September 3rd. Just looking at my flight for coming into Portland for the Montana State game. Like it's just, you know, it's just fun. Fun things are happening. And we often feel like we don't deserve nice things in the Oregon State football fan base. And this is just a reminder that we do. We, we guys, deserve nice things. David Wells, the, the, the pitcher, this is, this is way weird Cosmo oh, no. shit. He has a tattoo of Babe Ruth. Oh, he's obsessed with Babe Ruth. Yeah. 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 Why is like, this on his forearm. Out well? <laughs> on his forearm as a pitcher. I mean, I guess Babe Ruth was a pitcher, but yeah. David Wells was not the hitter that uh, Babe Ruth or <laughs> But But he drank just like Babe Ruth. Yeah, he, I think he partied harder than both those guys combined. He wasn't drinking Sonny D, I can tell you that. No. Unless it was no, no, mixed vodka. with some yeah. other potent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, guys... We're generally in the business of recording episodes up to two hours long, but given the occasion and that we have put, you know, all all spring sports to bed, I think it's fair for us to uh, get out of here a little earlier this week, relax, maybe hit the beaches in Kauai, recharge, a take a, have a Mai Tai or two, take a week or two off, and then come back ready with a reckless abandon to get after the rest of this summer and this football season and everything. Benny, what do you got? Can I just add two things for football for people to be a little excited about, especially if we're going to be taking a break next week. I want to leave you guys on some high notes. So uh, I know we don't put a lot of solace all the time into uh, what publications are saying preseason, this or that, but Oregon state, I think we can all uh, agree gets zero respect in most cases. Uh, uh, sports pack 12, which, um, uh, they have 13, they have 13,000 followers. Uh, they've, they've put out their, uh, preseason quarterback ranks in the pack 12 chance Nolan, they rank number two, which is pretty crazy. And, and they, uh, put Oregon state as the number two team in the pack 12 North. So a lot to be excited about if, uh, if you're looking forward to football season, I think that, um, I think we're going to have uh, we're going to surprise a lot of people out there, maybe not Pac-12 uh, sports, but I, I do think that uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about on this pod and uh, Beaver Nation is going to get really excited. The number Hell two yeah. team, the number two team in the north, though, could theoretically be still in the Pac-12 championship next year. That's right. You could have two. You could have a back to back civil war. Yep. Hell yeah. Fuck the yeah. haters. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Great note, Benny. Your your research is really coming along. All right, Thank you, well, sir. You found Google. Way to go. Yeah, and how to use it. Not a lot of people know how to use it. That's a rare thing. Only 10% of internet users know how to use Google. Probably. Oh, wow. They're probably all oh, people nice. fans. Probably. I would guess. That's reasonable. Um, so thank you, Beaver fans and Beaver fam and Belligerent Beavs listeners for rocking with us all spring, for rocking with us for 52 episodes. Uh, shout out Oregon State Baseball, Oregon State Softball, uh, all the great spring sport athletes who made this season so fun. Shout out again to Mark Garland, Carter Baines, Nick Daschle, uh, everyone behind the scenes who uh, – puts on such a great show for us everyone who's bought a shirt everyone who's tuned in everyone who's given us a five-star review everyone who's recommended the show to a friend if that's not you then go and do one or all of those things please um and remember to tune in again 
in a couple weeks. I think we'll be doing a mailbag episode of some kind. So hit us up on Twitter with any kind of question you want. It doesn't have to be Oregon State related. The weirder, the better. That's our motto. So remember uh, to tune in again uh, to get that optimism. Get your Aiden Childs jerseys out. Get excited for Beaver football and the fall sports. But most of all, and I mean most of all, remember that no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do or where you go or any language, I don't care. You can't spell chop them without hope. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them. Bring back Bernice. <laughs>